Ah! Let's go! All right, I'm really, really happy, like ecstatic, like happy as fuck because this is episode 42. That means eight more episodes to 50. That means 50 is like a really big milestone for me because I remember starting this shit and what this shit looked like then to where I'm at now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My name is Michael DeLue. I'm going to be your host today for Pull Up the Tape. We got a lot of politics to get into. We're going to talk about basketball, college basketball. The NBA is almost here. Only a couple weeks away. Football. The Ravens and the and the Ravens and the Steelers are going to be playing later today. And Champions League. Okay, we're going to get into all that stuff. But before we get into that, I would like to ask that you, if you are listening to this podcast via any of the platforms that my podcast is distributed through, Anchor, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you consume your podcast, share this podcast with anybody you know that loves sports. Okay, if you know somebody who loves basketball, share this with them. Football, share this with them. MMA, share this with them. Boxing, share this with them. Soccer, share this with them. It helps me tremendously. And if you're watching this shit on my YouTube channel, do me a favor. Like, comment, and subscribe. That's exactly what Jake Paul told Nate Robinson before he knocked his ass out. Okay? Do me a favor and do that. And with that being said, let's get into the politics of today's show. All right. So the very first thing that I want to discuss is the NBA Christmas game, Christmas Day schedule. Okay? So they released exactly what teams will be playing, what times, and I have one thing to say. Ah! Let's go! I'm so happy because, like, look, one, I love Christmas. Like, the NBA is a part of my Christmas, like, tra- tradition day all the time. Like, since I, since I can remember being a kid, my, my, my Christmas consisted of going to church, coming home, and watching the NBA for the rest of the day because I wasn't getting no fucking gifts from my parents because my parents always told me I should be – my gift is the fact that I'm alive and blessed to see another day. Now, those are, that, that was my gifts. Those are all my gifts until I turned, like, about 16. And then that's when I actually started getting gifts. So at a, at a very young age, I knew Santa wasn't real because I never got any gifts. Even when, I was a, even when I was a good boy, I never got any gifts. So I was always thankful that I was able to watch the NBA. And that's how my, the love, my love for basketball grew every, every single Christmas watching, them, watching the Lakers play. So this, this year's games are as followed. The Pelicans, led by, obviously, Zion Williamson, 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 no, Williamson, versus Jimmy Butler in the Heat. We have Stephen Curry in the Warriors playing against Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks. KD is leading the Nets versus Jason Tatum Celtics. Luka Doncic is going to play against King James, and Kawhi Leonard is going to take on Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. Okay. So, honestly, bravo to the league for making this happen. I was I'm just very ecstatic that this is going to uh, this is a tradition that's going to continue. Like I'm I'm really really happy. And the game I'm honestly really really looking forward to is going to be the Nets versus the Celtics. Um I'm not no actually let me not say that because all these games are going to be great games like I, I honestly think these are all going to be great games showcasing what the league's some of the league's best teams let me let me see one one two three four five six seven eight eight of these ten teams are playoff teams 11 honestly but on in a normal year I think not even normal year all these teams should be making the playoffs this year so 
We got five of the top eight seeds competing in both conferences on Christmas Day. No, not five. Ten, yeah, five of the – yeah. Anyways, we got the top seeds competing on Christmas, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, obviously, I'm looking forward to the Lakers getting, uh, playing on Christmas. I'm a Laker fan myself, for those of you who don't know. So anytime the Lakers do la- – last year, the Lakers didn't win on Christmas. We lost to the Clippers. The year before that, we did win, surprisingly, without LeBron James. He went down with the hamstring injury. Um, so hopefully the Lakers can get a W this this year on Christmas. Um, just it's always good to see LeBron match up against Luka Doncic and watching Luka show out. Same thing with the Clippers and the Nuggets. Clippers are getting their first swing at the Nuggets since getting knocked out by them in the playoffs. The Nets, Celtics, who knows how that could possibly be a second-round matchup in the Eastern Conference playoffs or the Eastern Conference semifinals. Warriors and Bucks, Pelicans Heat, great matchups, great matchups. And, yeah, really looking forward to that. Salute to Adam Silver for making that happen. Thank you very much. Um, And I'm going to get into my next topic. So on Tuesday... Yesterday, Taco Tuesday, the NCAA hosted two very, very good matchups that that featured some of the better teams, some of the best teams in college basketball. So Michigan State played Duke and was not Wisconsin. I was going to say, I don't know why the hell I was going to say Wisconsin. Kentucky played Kansas. Okay, so the first game I'm going to highlight is Michigan State beating Duke. So Michigan State defeated Duke at Cameron... I don't even know what uh, – Coach K Court. Let's just call it that. 75 to 69. Rocket Watts scored 20 points, three rebounds, and had – and poured in two assists. And Aaron Henry added 14 points, five rebounds, and five assists. Michigan State was able to get five players in double digits. Five. And they very, very good balanced team effort, and they, which led to their win. So the Spartans closed off the first half on a 13 to 4 run to take the lead to take the lead at halftime 37 to 33 and at halftime after halftime they maintain control in the second half with the balanced offense to go with their aggressive defense and rebounding duke led 13 to 3 before before like honest honest to god like their offense just went to shit they couldn't make shots and they couldn't get stops either so they were just playing bad on both ends of the floor uh duke shot very 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 very, 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 very bad from the field. They shot 32% from the field. That's honestly, that's very fucking bad. Like, that's, that's like extremely extreme. Like, you're not, honestly, the fact that they were able to, the fact that this game was so close down the stretch and Duke was able to close the gap is, is honestly surprising considering, like, shooting that percentage is kind of like a recipe for you're not going to win this game. So the fact that they were able to do the fact that they were able to make the game close and competitive and even come back and almost almost take the lead is a little crazy to me. Matthew Hurt had 21 points, 13 rebounds and Jalen Johnson, Jamin Breakfield, Jordan Goldwire were the only players for Duke to score in double digits. So Duke had four players score double digits. Um and yeah, it was a good game. I was really excited to watch it. It's always exciting to see. You know, it's 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 getting the older the as every, with every passing season, it's kind of it's a little bit harder to like keep up with who's on what team because like all these like at, at this point in 
in college basketball, all these other people playing are like my youngest brother's age, like 18, 19, 20. You know what I mean? And I'm 26 now. So like, you know, the people that I was watching when I was in college aren't in college anymore. The people that I was watching when I first got when I first started college, when I was 18, 19, they're either overseas or in the NBA or something like that. Or so, it's you know. It's a little it's a little hard to keep up with this because you know there's so many different players and they're like I don't know any of these dudes' names because I wasn't in high school with them. I wasn't watching them like you know what I mean? Like I when I was in high school I would look at like all the high school charts to see who's going to what schools and because all these people are the same age as me, but that was like the beginning of the twenty tens. I graduated high school twenty thirteen, so that's a minute ago. But nevertheless, like I said, it's still good to see the young cats doing their thing and watching the next wave of NBA talent playing at a high level in college so to the next game i'm gonna over oversee or not oversee analyze kansas beats kentucky no yes correct kansas beat kentucky 65 to 62 so kansas forward jalen wilson i want to give him a, a a very big shout out for playing lights out congratulations to you like he played the the best game of his career young of his young career uh the true freshman the redshirt true freshman it seemed like he waited a whole year for this moment to happen. And on Tuesday night, he was able to score 21 points. Twenty, He scored 21 of his career-high 23 points in the second half of the game. That's that's insane. To do that in college is, is like, crazy, to be honest. So, he made his first – he made the first – this was honest – This I, I, if I'm not mistaken, this was actually his first game of the uh, playing of the season – or no, not playing the season. This is his first time playing because he missed he missed his entire freshman year with the injury. But um, he made the first two three pointers of his career during during a key stretch of the game, and he posted his first double double to help Kansas get past Kentucky in the championship classic. So this is what he said after the game: "My team needed me to step up, even though I had a slow first first half, and the second half turned out to be a really good half. I always practice these three point shots. I have confidence in me. My team has confidence in me, and it felt really good." Wilson went 8 for 18, no, 8 for 16 from the field and was the only player on the team with a shooting percentage of 50% or better. He had a season-best 10 rebounds, and Oche Agbaji, I'm sorry, my Nigerian brother, I know I butchered your name, my fault. I didn't actually get the chance to overlook the highlights so I could see the proper way to pronounce your name, but props to you. He, He poured in 17 points, and Christian Braun had 8 points and 13 rebounds. Kentucky was led by Brandon Boston Jr. and Davion Mintz, who scored 12 points. Mintz also Mintz had the chance to tie with five seconds to go, but missed, and Kansas grabbed the rebound to end the game. What I will honestly say about that, that play is it seemed kind of odd to me that that was the play that they ran out of a timeout. It seemed like a very, very, like, just rushed and bad play, and Honestly, as I was watching the play and and after it unfolded, I had a hard time believing that that's the play that Jan, John Calipari drew up for them to try and get the like. I, I just had a, I just did. It didn't make sense how that that was the best. No, I I, I honestly couldn't believe that shit because that that the play was pitiful. Like from what I remember, he just like they dribbled the ball up court. He gets the ball, goes to the corner and pulls up for like. First of all, it was. It, Honestly, I don't. I don't even want to get into into the shot or badmouth him, but I w- I want to overlook something that John Calipari said in the post game. His team played terrible. Not not. I don't. I don't think they played terrible. 
They didn't play terrible. But considering how bad they played and how they were still in the game down the stretch to a top to a top rated team, a top ten team, there's a moral victory in that somewhere. Somewhere. They didn't play Kentucky didn't play their best basketball, but the game was competitive and it came down to one possession. This was supposed to be one of the this was supposed to be one of the uh like the games of the season that showcased like two of the best two of some two of some of the best basketball programs college basketball has to offer. And it honestly just turned into a sloppy game full of turnovers, missed shots, and just wasted opportunities. That's all that all that game was. It was entertaining, but definitely didn't live up to the hype. Or live up to the hype that the some of the other games that they that these two story programs have played against each other, like for example the twenty twelve national championship game, or any of their any of their other previous meetings that they've had with each other. So, yeah, uh, great day in college troops. Very excited to see you know I see how the season plays off the plays on the rest of the way, and yeah. So I want to get into my next topic, which is the Champions League. Champions League. All right. So we had a very good, good, very, very great day. There was a lot of thrilling matches, and there are specifically three that I want to highlight and talk about and discuss because they honestly, I only, when it comes to pull up the tape, we only talk about the shit that really matters. Like I'm not going to talk about two teams that no one, no one fucking cares about because that's a waste of my time. That's a waste of your time. So the very first game I want to talk about is Liverpool versus Ajax. So Liverpool was able to win 1-0, and – let me let I want to I want to I want to state that I'm very like, you know, I'm a Chelsea fan and, you know, I try to keep keep everything I say as unbiased as possible because, you know, just nobody nobody wants to hear me just bash on the team that doesn't need to be bashed on or just spit out some information that no like, you know, obviously toe is like biased and, you know, oh, he likes this team. That's why he's just bad mouthing this team. I, I want to give a, I want to give a props to Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp because. Liverpool was playing without nine of their first team players. Nine. That's a lot. You have a starting 11 and you're playing with nine, without nine players that usually are starting. That's crazy. So their goalkeeper made great saves. Great, he made save after save after save after save after save after save. And honestly, the fact that he's only 22 years old is crazy. And like at this point, it makes me think that he is a better choice than Adrian. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, his name. I hope I don't I hope I don't uh mess this up. Kalahari. Kalahari. There we go. Kalahari. So Curtis Jones scored an epic backhill goal. And that's how Liverpool was able to take the lead and go up 1-0. I will say, and from what I from what I remember, and you know, obviously the game happened yesterday, and I've watched I watched so much other stuff since then. Liverpool played great the very first 15 minutes. And in the first in the first 15 minutes, Curtis Jones hits the post from outside the box after getting the pass from Muhammad Salah. And honestly, I think at that point I re- I felt like Liverpool should have scored. Liverpool should have been up 1-0 at that point, but I mean, unfortunately it didn't happen. And literally like seamlessly right after that, Ajax took control of the game. In the first half alone, they had almost 60% of possession. To be to be exact, they had 59. And they created chance after chance after chance after chance. 
if not for the fact that Kalahari and Fabinho played so great, as long along with Mat- Matip, which those two are a very good center back pairing, Ajax would have banged in like two, three, or four goals. Um, David Nares played great. I want to I want to give a props to even though Ajax didn't get the result they were looking for, they played great. They played lights out football. They played championship football. They they continue they, they consistently pressed the, the European champions. They consistently consistently made chances. They pressed. They they defended well. And honestly, the fact that they didn't score any goals is just honestly a travesty. Like I, I it doesn't even make sense. But unfortunately, that's how cruel soccer can be at times. And we just seen it today. And neither team neither team was very clinical at all, if any, today. Like even the the goal that that Curtis Jones scored, the there. Ajax's keeper Onana made a very very big mistake. It was I it wasn't it wasn't something it wasn't what Jones did. It was more so his mistake. So with that being said, I, I again I want to give a props to, to Liverpool. They clinched the group. They 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 win regardless of what happens next week. They're winning the group and they're advancing to the group stage. And again, like I said, doing that without nine starters is. It's very, very good. Props to, props to Jurgen Klopp and his, and his staff and his team for pulling that off. Next game I want to get into is Bayern versus Atletico. All right. And I want to say this. I think it's really crazy that Atletico goes up 1-0 after Joao Felix scores that incredible goal. And... I, f- I feel like I've seen this over and over and over again since I started watching since I started watching soccer in 2012. I think that's how long Simeone has been at at Atletico Madrid, and it's very hard for Simeone to get out of his DNA because as soon as as soon like literally as soon as Atletico scored and went up one zero, instead of taking a step forward, they just took a step back and just like went into like. Def- like a defensive mentality like oh we're like when you're up 1-0 against a team like Bayern you keep fucking attacking try and score more goals like you all Felix is playing incredible he's playing lights out like he's honestly in very good form as of right now I don't even understand like it literally like the way they played as soon as they scored the goal was completely different to versus how they played when it was 0-0 like it just didn't even make sense like did you really think playing this style of, of football for 65 more minutes is going to get you the win that you're looking for? No. Come on now. Against Bayern? And obviously, lo and behold, Bayern, create, Bayern created opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And then in the 85th minute, Thomas Mueller scores a penalty kick and then ties the game up 1-1. And then at that point, I'm just looking, I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself like, Man, the same thing always happens. Great teams find a way to win or get the result they're looking for, while average teams or bad teams just find a way to fuck shit off. And that's exactly what Atletico Madrid did. So I don't feel bad for them. I I, I, I don't even – I honestly just do not understand exactly why Simeone coaches the way he coaches. I mean, I'm I, obviously he's, he's much better at his job than I am at mine, but – Nevertheless, like I, I don't feel like 
that game plan was just the best one to execute in in that in that in that situation in that time, especially for what they're looking for to do. Like they still have like they they have to beat Salzburg to qualify for the next round. And if they would have done if they would have won this game today, which they were five minutes away from doing, that probably wouldn't have happened. Like they would they wouldn't need they wouldn't need a result on the final match day of of, of the group stage to get into the next round. They would already have punched their ticket. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Now they have to they have to actually win. I don't know. Do they have to win or is, is a tie enough for them to go through? I think I, I don't know. I got to look. I got to look that up again. But with that being said, Bayern stays undefeated again in Europe. They haven't lost to anybody still. And I don't know how many games. The, you, the last time they lost, it probably was like l- last year's group stage, I think. Maybe I don't even know if they even lost in that group stage. Might have been the year, the twenty eighteen twenty nineteen Champions League that they lost their last game. And to the last game, last game that I want to talk about is Shakhtar Donetsk. They beat Real Madrid two zero, and honestly, I am so happy. I'm I'm very happy. I like I, I any time I get to bash Real Madrid and talk bad on them, I I get excited because. Yes, I don't like them as a team, as as a as a as a club, as as just anything. I don't like them at all. It, it's so great to see Thibaut Courtois letting goals and look like a fucking clown. I love it. Like I just love seeing him struggle and look bad. Why? Because of how he did Chelsea. The the dude was a snake. He's still a snake to this day. But oh man, I can't wait. To, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to say this. I've, Real Madrid looked terrible start to finish. Rafael Varane looked horrible. Thibaut Courtois looked horrible. Lucas did nothing. Like, their midfield did nothing. Like, nothing at all. Like, they deserved to lose. Real Madrid deserved to lose, and I'm happy they lost. They deserved to lose. They didn't play good at all. They've been inconsistent all season long, especially in the Champions League. Like, not to mention, Shakhtar Donetsk beat them Got the double over them. They beat them twice in the group stage. They haven't lost to Real Madrid. Real Madrid just looks terrible. So much so where like you 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 hear talks of is Zidane gonna leave the club and again and all this other stuff. Oh my God! Yes, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm very happy. I could go on and you know continue to bash Real Madrid over and over and over again and just talk about how much I dislike them, but I won't. Honestly, they've suffered enough. They suffered enough. Ooh, so, I mean, we're just going to let that go. Uh, Rafael, I'm going to just state the facts again. Rafael Varane played terrible. Thibaut Courtois played terrible. Real Madrid as a whole played terrible. They're, they, when Kareem Benzema came on, did nothing. The midfield did nothing. All they did was get outclassed, outplayed the entire game. The back line was garbage. The center backs were garbage. The, 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 oh my God! The right back was garbage. The left back was garbage. The keeper was garbage. It, Rafael Varane probably gets like the idiot of the of the. Oh my God! <sighs> Don't even know, understand what he was trying to do on that first play that he he allowed the goal to go in. But I mean, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, well, but I'm looking forward to this uh, game. That's about to happen in a couple minutes. 
The Steelers will be taking on the Ravens, a rematch of what week was that? That was the week of Halloween. What week was that? Mm, okay, they're on week 12 right now. So either week 8 or week 9 rematch. That was a very, very good game. So I'm looking forward to that. And, yeah, that's about it for today's podcast. This is episode 42. I just want to thank everybody who's continued to listen, support. It's not very, it's not very much people right now because, you know, Niggas is haters, whatever. Like, I don't understand how if you like sports and you, you still don't watch this, you're playing yourself. Like, you're really a goofy. But nevertheless, I mean, everybody has their time. You feel me? It is what it is. I mean, we know why. We, we, we know that there's still more growth to come. There's still more improvements to come and all that stuff. So, I mean, stay down. Stay hungry. That's my advice to everybody who's chasing after their dreams uh, like I am right now. Uh, shake the room. Viral. Movie. Like. Comment. Subscribe. Share this podcast with anybody you know that loves sports. And that's pretty much it. I uh, hope everybody stays blessed, has a great day. Um, whenever you're listening, wherever, YouTube, SoundCloud, whatever. And that's it for today. Bye.